All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together with a little bit of coffee. Right? You guys all got your coffee? No. <laughs> uh, we're getting to God's Word and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from Genesis through Leviticus. Uh, we decided to go ahead and start having the kids join us together for this. Uh, and so why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray and we'll jump into the Lord's Word. Also, hmm. uh, it's too hot. It's too hot for you to drink? Okay. Well, I bet you'll enjoy this. It's good. Yeah. Okay, so we are at Exodus chapter 32. Hmm? Oh, we forgot to pray. Oh, you finish your... Ellie's eating her breakfast. Go finish your breakfast. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for your word. Father, we pray that you would please help us to understand it, that we would learn the lessons from it, and that you would apply it to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are at Exodus chapter 32. You guys want to go ahead and open there? Exodus, so Genesis, Exodus. Exodus 32. It's a long passage, but it's all one story. Exodus chapter 32. In some ways, it's one of the saddest stories in the whole Bible. Exodus chapter 32. Okay, hey, you want to do coffee and devotions? All right. Ready? Oh, one, two, three. One, two. All right, you can sit right here next to Daddy and Bubba. All right, so. Mm-hmm. She's sitting right between us. Okay, here we go. Uh, so I will read verses 1 through seven, or through 10. Nathan, can you read 11 through 14? Yeah. Deborah, I'm going to have you read 15 through 21. And then uh, we'll keep going after that. Okay, here we go. I'll do 1 through 10. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand. And he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. Oh boy, so what, what's going on here? Where's Moses? Moses is up on Mount Sinai. Yeah, Moses is up on Mount Sinai. And and what do the people want Aaron to do? Make us a god. Yeah, make us a god. And so he asked for their what? For their earrings, right? Their gold earrings. They bring them all to him. And what does he do? He makes an idol. That's right. And But this is interesting. They said, this is your god, O Israel. That brought you out of the land of Egypt. Is that true? No, because they saw the, they saw the clouds. 
So they were making an image of God, or what they thought maybe God would look like. But can God be represented in an image like that? No. Yep. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to Jehovah. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. So who are they making sacrifices to? Who is the feast to? Was it to an idol? Yes. Yes. But who, what were they saying the idol was? God. They were saying it was Jehovah. They were saying it was the Lord. But is that molded calf the Lord? No. No, this is what God had told them in the second commandment. You shall not make for yourselves any molded images or any carved image. But they hadn't read the... No, they had heard the Ten Commandments from the very voice of God. Yeah, Moses and Moses and uh, the elders were there at the base of Mount Sinai, and they heard that. And here they're going against the Lord. And the Lord, Jehovah, said to Moses, Go, get down. For your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt had corrupt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Jehovah said to Moses, I, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make you a great nation. How does the, the Lord know that this is going on? Because he knows all But isn't he on the mountain with, on Mount Sinai with uh, Moses? Yeah, but he's the Lord. Yeah, he's the Lord, so he knows what's going on with Moses and what's going on at the base of the mountain. And how does he feel about it? Not too happy. No. And so uh, he's going to punish them, right? Well, Nathan, why don't you read verse 11 through 14, and we'll see what Moses says. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath fall on heart against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and mighty Why should the Egyptians speak? Why should the Egyptians speak? He said, He brought them out to harm. Oh, then he killed them in the mountains. And to pursue them from the face of the earth, run from your fierce wrath, and they run from his heart to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, his brother Solomon, whom you are sworn by your own self, and said to them, "I, I will by your own I will multiply. I, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven." And all this land that I have spoken of, I give to you. Give to. That I give to your descendants. And they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord prevented Moses which said he would do to his. Okay, so what does Moses say? Right? God says, he says Leave me alone, I'm going to kill them all. He's like, ah, uh, nope. No, Lord, don't do that. 
Right, two reasons. One, what would who think? You promised somebody that it would multiply. Yeah, he made a promise to Abraham. And what would the Egyptians think? Uh, we just brought them there to kill them. That's right. And so, uh, so he he brings up to God two different things. Right? The Egyptians are going to think that you are not God, and you made a promise to Abraham. Is it good to remind God of his promises? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Deborah, you want to read 15 and, go, and on? Mm-hmm. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on both sides, on the one side, and on the other they were written. Now the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said, Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the noise of the shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. So it was, as soon as he came near to the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. So Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. Then he took the calf which they had made, burned it in the fire, ground it to powder, and then he scattered it it on the water uh, and made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon them? All right, so Moses and Joshua are coming down the mountain now. God has said he's going to relent from the harm. He's decided to do this people. And what does Joshua say as they're walking down the mountain? It's war in the camp. And what does Moses say? Yeah, and so they walk down, and what do they see? Yeah, there's people dancing around the golden calf, and what's Moses' response? He's so mad, great stone. Yeah, he's, how heavy the stones are. yeah, he's so mad that he breaks the stones in two. Now, this is this is an interesting thing, right? So, uh, it says here that the two tablets of testimony in his hand, the tablets were written on both sides. On one side and on the other, they were written. How many times have you guys seen pictures of the Ten Commandments? A lot. A lot. And? They usually have two tablets. Well, there are two stone tablets. But the tablets have one on the front, one on the back. Yeah, they're written on both the front and the back. Not just on the front. We always see them with just writing on the front, but it's the front and the back. It would be like... A quarter of the commandments were on the back of one, and a quarter of the commandments were on the on the top of the other of that one. Yeah. And it repeated it. So that's a possibility, right? The first four com- or a quarter of it, and a quarter of it, a quarter of it, a quarter of it. Maybe it's not much to actually write on, right? There's there's only ten commandments. Some people think that one stone had ten commandments front and back, and the other had the ten commandments front and back. So one was supposed to be for God, and one was supposed to be for the people. That's often how covenant treaties between a king and people were written. One for the king, one for the people. Or one for the the king vassal, one for the other vassal. 
or the the one for the king sovereign, the other for the vassals. People debate this, but that's fine. The point is, what is it? What does Moses do when he sees all this? Breaks the stone. Breaks the stone tablets, and then what does he do? He burns the idol. He burns the idol, and he does he leave it burned? Grinds it to powder. Throws it out in the water and says, "Drink." That's an expensive drink. Golden water, right? Is is that how angry he is? Is this a sinful anger or a righteous anger? Righteous. Righteous anger. That's right. You have to think. Yep. Well, verse twenty-two. Daniel, can you read verse twenty-two? So, uh, Aaron said, "Down to not get the anger of my Lord." From God, you know, that's a problem. No, you know the people say that they are Right? Do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. I cast it in the fire, and out came this calf. What do you guys think? Is he taking ownership? What's he doing? He said, well, they want me to make an idol. And so I was just going to throw it in the fire, but all of a sudden it was like a, like the little jack in the box. Like, push that little toy, there's a boop, interesting. <laughs> yeah, right? It, uh, what do you guys think? You think he's telling the truth? No. It's kind of like him, him telling, like kind of like when you guys tell me a story. Because you don't want to face the truth of what you really did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies, the, then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel. Well, Gesundheit. <laughs> uh, let every man put his sword on his side and go in and make and out. Go in and out from the entrance to entrance throughout the camp. And let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and his brother. Ooh, this is a bloody, gross thing that's just gone on. What, what does Moses tell them to do? Kill every 
indiscriminately, like every single person should be killed? No. Yeah. Who do you think he's talking about? He kind of draws a line in the sand. And what does he say? A man is wild. Right? If you're going to worship the Lord, come stand on which line? Well, you can have tea next time. But if you're with the Lord, you're going to stand on this side. If you're not, you're going to go and stand on that side. And he tells the sons of Levi, put on your swords. Why would he do this? Why do you think he would tell them to, to even put to death everybody who was going to worship a calf rather than worshiping the Lord? Because they would be killed anyway. All of them. Yeah, they could all be killed. That was a really great insight. They could all be killed, right? Yeah. But that says, you know, some people who are not worship God mm -hmm. don't kill the people. That's right. Uh, Nathan, can you read 30 through 32? Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses said to the people, You have to mention the great sin. And so now I will go up, go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to, to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made themselves a God of gold. And now if you will forgive your sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. All right. So the next day, what does Moses say to the people? I'm going to go up to God. I'm going to go up to God, and what's he going to do? He's going to try to make atonement for them. Well, he can't make atonement for them. But what can he do? He's going to plead that God would have mercy on them. And if God won't have mercy on them, what's he going to ask God to do? No. Just blot us out of your book. Not blot us. Blot. Love me. But he doesn't want, if this is how God's going to treat his people, if he's going to cast them all out, he's going to go plead with God for mercy. And if he won't remember his promises, then he doesn't want to be a part of this. I wonder how the Lord's going to answer. Deborah, can you read 33 through 35? And the Lord said to Moses, Whomever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now therefore, or go, lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. So the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. Alright, so what's the Lord say? Is he going to wipe them all out? Nope. No. What's but he going to do? Punish them. Yeah, for those who have bow bowed down to the golden calf, would he honor them? Nope. Yeah, he was going to plague them for that. <sighs> I don't think it was fun at all. Probably, well, I probably got a really bad Hmm, Maybe. What do you guys think? What lesson do you think you should take from this? Well, one, one at a time, Nathan. Okay, don't make idols for yourself. Everybody, don't be that if you disobey, 
God will punish you. All right, there is there is consequences for disobedience. That's right. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Well, I think it is that if you bow down to an idol, you'll get punished. You'll not just do free pass. Yeah, does the Lord give his glory to another? No, the Lord is jealous for his worship. Right now, can someone change him God? God be not there. Oh no, God is jealous. Like a husband is jealous. Like, is daddy jealous for mommy's love? Do I want mommy to go love another men? No, God doesn't want his church to go loving other gods either. Right? So God is jealous for our love. But can God change someone's heart from being uh, like the Israelites? Like a. Uh, like somebody going and chasing yep. after another person to being faithful to him? Yes. Yeah, he can. And I think Moses here is acting like Jesus. Does Moses count himself amongst the people? Nope. Yes, he does. And does he pray for the people? Yes. Yes, he does. And does he trust in God's promises? Nope. Yes, he does. Right. I think we have somebody even better than Moses. We have Jesus who does those for us. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this hard story. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would make us loyal to you. Let us follow after you and love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye. May the Lord bless you. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.